millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome back to Brentcliffe Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. Brett, you look like you're entombed in ice. I am entombed in ice. Ent- That's in tune. Me. You're in tune with ice. <laughs> I'm in tune with the ice. That's <laughs> <laughs> earlier. I'm as cold as ice. Well, so I am. nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. You're looking mighty fine. <laughs> hey, it's been a busy week, hasn't it? There's loads of stuff going on. Aye. Uh, um, Prince Philip's skeleton was released from the hospital. <laughs> I watched a, a, ham, a Hammer Horror film yesterday called The Creeping Flesh, and he looked very similar to the skeleton of, of the film. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not too sure on my views of euthanasia, but is it applicable in this case? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from that, it's Kurt Russell's birthday today, so that's yes, um, yes, one of your favorites. Yeah, amazing, amazing guy, and he's he good, still looks good looking. Still he? looks fucking brilliant. Yeah. Sad news about Yafet Koto, of course. Yes, I know that was sad because he's a hero of, of ours, isn't he? Yeah, although for okay. different reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. Mine is obviously for. The oft-mentioned homicide life on the streets, <laughs> yeah. which somehow manages to get like organically gets mentioned every single episode it, that we do. It does, and we haven't even done it yet. Have we? For some reason. Oh, well, but I've just noticed there's a that. film. There's a film like after yes, I know it's like actually. So I haven't yeah, seen that's... that. So so maybe we're gonna right. hunt that down. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And I love them in Alien, of course. Yeah, as well. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing in that. And and obviously The Running Man as well. Another yeah, I hate favorites. that film, but yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hate it. Yeah, it's, it's not like favorite, the book. Is it Tino's favourite? I, I thought well, next that was, to Tango say, and Cash. Midnight Run, he's good as well, isn't he? You know what? I've never seen Midnight Run. Oh, have you not? No. Oh, man. I know. Oh, it's class. I've never seen it. I know everybody loves it, but I've never seen it. Um, I don't think I like Charles Grodin very much. No? Yeah. Not a fan. What about Clay, Clay Grogan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the two totally different names. Uh, but also, I don't. Uh, I also don't like her. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, well, it sounds similar. 
Yeah. Um, That'll be why you but don't like there's it. a Yaffa Koto film that I would recommend you watch if you can find mm-hmm. it. And people in the listening sphere, um, yes. which may be called... The listening sphere. I think that's the right technical term. Um, <laughs> it could well be called Love Bone or just Bone or right. Housewife or Dial Rat. It has different names. Any of those. I think when it came out, it was known as Bone, but it was called Housewife in uh, in some markets. It, right. It's one yeah, that demands good. like more than one watch. You're watching it. I remember the first time I watched it, I was thinking it was like awful, like so brazen mm-hmm. and, and kind of offensive. But then as it goes on, it's obviously subversive. It's like on purpose, but it's a, it's a yeah. kind of a, obviously a rarely... A, a fairly unknown film, I should say, but I, I would, uh-huh. if you can seek it out, see if you can find it, I would recommend I will. it. If, I, if I'm well enough after drinking me brown wine. Well, I was going to say you had a scare, a COVID scare. Um, I did. But thankfully, it was just the effects of the brown Sunderland wine, not COVID <laughs> itself. Um, Sunderland on Sunday won something, which meant that I, I had to open me 16-year-old bottle of brown wine. I didn't realise it was brown. Until I opened it, <laughs> it looked like communion wine that you get in church. It was, it was absolutely awful. It was, it was terrible stuff. But yeah, a, a day after that, I was, I was ill, and I, I thought I had the coronavirus. <laughs> I'll raise you up with a story about me playing football this week. That, uh, Go on then. I, I lost my head, Brett. I lost my head. Oh, you didn't, did you, Claire? <laughs> did. <laughs> you didn't lose your head. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Um, Come on, what what caused this to happen? I know it's weird. I can't explain it. We were it was <laughs> just a, it was a couple of friendlies. We're in the second one, mm-hmm. and the people on the other team were really weird, and I couldn't deal with how weird they were. Like that's that's literally it. Um, in, in what in what sense were the weird? Look like weird. Grasshoppers. Uh, look weird. The uh, I'm good. I'm going to sound a little bit racist here, but uh, right. there were scousers. I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with that crap. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't deal with scousers. And sorry, John and Richie and no, whoever I mean. else is listening. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. Honestly, they were, were just, they in your face? Well, so what happened was they, they were pretty shit, and then they went two 0 up, um, like kind of fluky, and uh, I was restarting it, and. Uh, one of them was just, he was like standing on the ball. Like he, obviously I was trying to kick off and he was, yeah. like he was pretty much touching the ball. And uh-huh. I just like, because they were so weird, I was getting really annoyed with them. I tried to just put uh-huh. the ball off him instead of like taking a normal, like restart. <laughs> but the thing is though, Cliff, you've just brought my mind back to when we used to play football <laughs> and you used to love kicking the ball at people. It was your favorite thing to do. <laughs> Wasn't it? It went. I uh, just regret. You would prefer to kick the ball at a person than score, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> You've just regressed, haven't you? You've I've regressed. Just re- completely Twenty-five regressed. years. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved out the way, so the ball just like went out, like it just went miles away. You brought it up with you. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up without even thinking about that. No, I know. That's you? Well, you've thank you. This is like therapy because I was trying. I've been trying to work out why I reacted. Why the you way did I it? Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you know. 
But the thing was, they like, well, at that point, they were, they were weird and, you know, they went 2 nil up and obviously nobody in the team was happy, but it's a friendly, so it's not like yeah. it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Um, but then I just got really annoyed. I tried to boot the ball off and we moved out of the way. So the ball just went fucking miles away. And I think the people on my team thought I'd just try to shoot and obviously just boot it onto like the next field <laughs> instead of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> He's so, gone completely insane. So the, there was four guys on their team. We only play seven aside. There's four guys on their team. They kind of like surrounded us and they were going, uh, but, but it was weird because they were doing like, it was like really polite, but I was getting more and more uh-huh. bound up. They were going, what are we doing that for, Clifford? What are we doing that for? It's <laughs> friendly. And they were calling us, annoyed us that they were calling us Clifford because I've got it on my back. Like, I don't know them. You know what I mean? I've just got it on my shirt. And I was all really oh, right. So they don't know who you are. I don't know. So yeah. I was like, just really annoyed that they were using my name. Just like, just talk down to us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they were going, you need to get off the pitch, you. You've lost it. You've lost it. You need to get off the pitch. <laughs> You've lost it. Oh my god. So anyway, I like I was like turning around and I thought, what the fuck? I turned around and then uh, one yeah. of the guys in our team just went, Clifford, get off. <laughs> <laughs> I, trust I love I love the fact that you have to be substituted off because you you lost your mind. Yeah, so I was walking off and uh, the three guys on our bench weren't really like looking, they were like talking about themselves because obviously it's not important. They hadn't yeah. seen what was going on. And I was like walking off, like proper, like going, just somebody get the f- somebody get on, somebody get on. I'm coming uh-huh. off, and they're like, "What? Like, what have you been playing for? Like five minutes? Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "They've told us, they've told us to get off. Matt's told us to get off. Like, <laughs> got no choice." Anyway, Matt's told us to get off. Is he the captain? Is he, is he the boss? No, he's not. Is he the guy that runs it? No, you know, he just took it upon himself just, to get you off. <laughs> he thought, like, no, because nobody else was near us, so nobody else knew what, like, what I was doing. Yeah. And obviously, uh-huh. now I'm explaining to you, it still doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still funnier though. Um, you so had think, no support from your peers. There, no, you? they <laughs> thought they had no idea what I was doing. Um, yeah, still. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was funny. So then I just sat. I sat down and watched the rest of the match and then at the end of it I just left I didn't even like I, I couldn't I just texted the lads saying my head's gone um, I'm in the car I'm in the car park if anyone needs a lift to the pub <laughs> I was like proper shaking with rage as well um, and anyway one of these one of these lads came out from the other team and uh, he leaned into the window of a car this scouse lad by the way leaned into uh-huh. the window of a car and the alarm went off <laughs> So obviously I was like pissing myself laughing, like stereotypical, yeah. like scouts are yeah. um, car. But the lads still in the stadium for my team mm-hmm. who had message going, my head's gone, I'm outside. Instantly heard mm-hmm. a car alarm go off. And they like, so you, thought you were just smashing up cars. That car. <laughs> you turned into Lee Carmel and, <laughs> and ben, Nicholas Bent. <laughs> anyway, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're talking about a brilliant film, I think, and a film that you picked, mm-hmm. which is good for you. We're talking Thank about you. a film called Prevenge. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, and it's amazing. I, re- I really enjoyed watching it. I watched it twice. <clears throat> I watched okay. it once by myself when you asked us to watch it. And uh, I also watched it with the wife so okay. I could get her input on it. Well, So, yeah, I watched good. it twice. Um, so, yeah, 2016 film. 
written and directed by Alice Lowe, um, who people might know. She's in loads of things, but like British kind of comedy, drama, actress and writer. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, like loads of things that kind of come back to stuff we've talked about before, but she's in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is fucking brilliant in that. Yeah. she co-wrote Sightseers, Ben Wheatley's film, um, which is probably what most people would know her for, and what yes. got her a bit more um, recognition on her on her like on her own terms rather than just being in stuff. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a fucking brilliant film. Uh, I haven't actually seen that. Oh, have you not? I haven't actually well, seen if you, it, no. it's in the same kind of vein as this, like the tone and the humor and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think you'd like that. I think well, it's definitely on my list. Um, yeah, and she's in loads of other stuff, uh, like comedy stuff, and you you would recognise her. Uh, but this is mm-hmm. our first, this is our directorial debut. Um, yeah, and she wrote it as well. Uh, Brett, you want to explain what it's about? Um, yeah. Um, so this film, um, it's about the plot centre around a, a woman called Ruth, who's uh, heavily pregnant, um, and she believes her unborn baby is guiding her to exact murderous revenge on the people who are involved in her partner's death. So she hears the unborn fetus's voice and things like that, trying mm-hmm. to direct her to do certain things. Yeah. But that's that's the idea. And I mean, what I was thinking of it was, because this this film's been on my list for, for ages. I, I've always meant, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and watch that one. It looks really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, but I, I don't know why I've never gotten around to it. I don't know why that is. I mean, it's, it's made by like uh, Film Forum stuff. This film, I've had money from them, so I, I should have seen it. I've got no idea why I haven't. Yeah, well, um, I think, but I, it's it's a brilliant idea for a film. I think it is, and it, it's like it's a very British film, mm-hmm. very, for the the way it looks, and I think that there's certainly the sense of humour that's in it because it is really funny, but it's also a horror, and it's quite dark and gory. So it's yeah. like there's not very many writers and filmmakers i think can get that right um which i think is like absolutely amazing uh that it works so well with this but i think that also is quite a british trait i think being able to laugh at like quite dark stuff um and make jokes out of it because there is like Uh simultaneously awful things happening that are quite funny Uh (laughs) like at the the same time (laughs) um but i wanted to watch it funny I wanted to watch it. Um, I don't, it was made in 2016, but I feel like it didn't get a full release at the time. And I feel like it kind of got released a year or so later. Anyway, I was already here when that got uh-huh. released. And um, I think by the time it was kind of widely available, Jane was pregnant. And I thought, I'm, there's no way I'm going to watch this with be pregnant wife yeah who essentially was feeling exactly mm. like uh ruth in this film apart from the murderous uh-huh. but all of the you know the real kind of things that alice law obviously was feeling and wanted to mm-hmm. get off her chest off thought needed discussing and putting out in the open about you know the kind of unrealistic uh way people talk to you and the expectations about how you should feel um mm-hmm. and actually what's going on with your body and how you're just meant to accept it and it's not you know it's very natural but also it's totally unnatural yeah. apart from at that moment in time what's going on and mm-hmm. you know we're two blokes we're not going to get into like what pregnancy is like but um i just remember yeah. knowing that like i know jane would love this film but at the same time yeah. i was like 
probably not the best time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I get that completely. I mean, the, the first time that I watched it, I mean, it, it sort of that's that's the kind of stuff that I was thinking about. I mean, because my uh, younger son's fifteen now, so it was a long time since uh, the, the wife was pregnant and things. And I, I think as, as a bloke, you always you always asking your wife, you know, what what does it feel like? How do you feel and stuff yeah. like that? But it's never something that we're going to ever understand, is it? No, no, exactly. Even though we'll ask those questions, we'll never sort of understand what it feels like. It's, it's, and I'm sure, you know, each each woman's experience is different to another woman. I'm no two experiences mm-hmm, are, are going to be exactly the same. So that, that was the kind of thing that I was thinking about while I was watching the film. It, it sort of plays on people's preconceptions of, of what, um, Ruth should be like, and yeah. like what should, how she should behave, and it also sort of, you know, the people that she encounters, they've got a, a certain, they'll treat her in a certain way because she's pregnant and stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a lot for you know someone to deal with, you know, if they're pregnant and they're, you know the body's sort of changing or whatever, it's a difficult thing to deal with, isn't it? I mean, they're mm-hmm. de- dealing with the emotions and things and. And that's what I wanted to ask uh, my wife about. Like, how did you feel um, when you were pregnant and stuff like that? And I asked her mom as well. And it, it was interesting, the things that they were, they, were, they were sort of saying, but we might get into them type of things a little bit further. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, like you said, basically she thinks she can hear the baby inside her, telling her, talking to her. And telling yeah. her to do stuff. So it turns out that she's grieving, and her husband, the father of the child, has uh, died in a in a climbing accident. And she yeah. found out she was pregnant on the day that he died. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically on this kind of murderous rampage. Although it's quite slow paced, it's not like a, a frenzied attack. I think that's another one of the things yeah. that sets it apart. Uh-huh. How she's choosing these people just seem to be people that annoy her. You don't really, apart from one guy, uh, who was like on the or led the the uh, climbing trip, mm-hmm. seems to suggest that she's got previous with the people, but you don't really know what or why or what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and I, th- that's I think left that's unsaid. yeah, I think that's the other interesting thing about the film. Yeah, I know what you've just said there, and I, I kind of assumed that all the people that she was killing were the people on that um, sort of trip where her husband died. That's what I assumed. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's actually said, is it's it? It's not said. It's like all of uh, Alice Law's sort of experiences and like our fears of being pregnant and stuff like that, of, of being put into this film, this horror film, and it just, it completely, it really works, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think I would say it's her fears. I think it's her experiences of how people react to her. And I think that was one of the mm-hmm. things when Jane was pregnant that I was really conscious of, like yeah. how how people react to you when you're pregnant is just uh-huh. weird. It's like no other time. When when else would somebody walk up to you and like put the hand on your belly or yeah. whatever, or like tell you you should be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that? Like nobody comes uh-huh. up to me and if I'm in McDonald's having a burger on my lunch break, going you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing, you that. know, you shouldn't really be putting that inside you right now. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, is that uh-huh. a coffee? Are you sure you should be having that? And all of this kind of stuff. Uh, Nobody would do that. Uh, and I think that's yeah, yeah. what this yeah, film yeah, is about. Uh, and and I think it's all the better for it. Like having kind of seen that through Jane's eyes, 
mm-hmm. and how people treated her and how she was feeling about it very recently. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's been a long time for you. Um, yeah. Maybe if like it was more recent for you, you'd be thinking, oh, shit. Yeah, people do that all the time. That's weird. <laughs> um, so- yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, 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 I completely agree what you're saying. I mean, obviously, it's more recent for you and stuff like that. But you- in, I mean, I, I can, like I say, just from talking to the wife and, and talking to her mom and things like that and trying to get their experiences from it. I, I do think that Alice Law has put all of our, like, kind of fears of being pregnant or whatever. Am I going to, you know, am I going to, I'm an actress. Am I going to be able, different after this? Am I going to be able to get a job? Are people mm-hmm. going to think that I've retired or whatever afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's different for an actress, I think, isn't it? I think she, the way she's tackled it is amazing. Like, it's it's she's yeah not done the normal thing and if you read interviews with her and stuff she's like yeah there's loads of films like depicting earth mothery types and you know you can see that uh-huh. type of mum or pregnant lady like a mum to be like any any mm-hmm. anytime there's a tv show like it's very rarely you get anything about well, what if it's not like that what if what if you're worried yeah. about it what if you what uh-huh. if you're not actually sure that you want the baby or how you're going to be a mom or how what kind of mom you're going to be or what if the baby's uh-huh. a little dick or what if it's hard or whatever you know yeah. like um it, not you don't often see that in in films and tv um no no and, and it, it mixes really really well with the horror as well i think yeah. it, it just it, it goes really well i think it's it's super clever and i think that the film's got like loads of different layers if you if you just want to watch it is it like a, a straight horror film i think it could mm-hmm. but i went away thinking about loads of different stuff after watching the film like well it's like know, a parasite what, film what was, isn't it how did my wife feel it's like yeah like i think she calls it a hostile takeover yeah the film, that's, well, that's a good line yeah um, <laughs> but yeah. it's like there's plenty of horror films where there's a parasite and gets inside yeah. somebody and it's tra- taking over them and you know mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um yeah. so it's a quite common horror trope to have that kind of thing going on but yeah not very many people would make it a baby rather than like an alien no, no, well, that's, that, i mean that's that's the thing i mean i've, I've watched back um a few films like over i mean obviously there's, there's rosemary's baby and stuff like that but mm-hmm. there was also a few in the 70s i think about like murderous babies um which are just you know ridiculous i don't think that this film is ridiculous at all i think it's like I think it's really, really clever the way that it, it's actually well, it's being fairly done. subtle as well, isn't it? Like the, the yeah. tone of it and the atmosphere. That's one thing that sets it apart, I think, is the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the music, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, but the music and the atmosphere and the effects and the tone yeah. of, you know, it's, she's very deadpan. Um, yeah. The comedy in it is, you kind of recognise the people from other things a bit. Um, and it's more like the it's just so low key as well and, and deadpan. I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it heightens the paranoia and the atmosphere that goes along with it. Um, did you think any time through it, like where are the police in this? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, at one point I did, but then you don't really, it's very American psycho type, isn't it? Well, where you I don't really say, know if it's, I, I don't think it's really happening and it reminds me of America. Well, it psycho. could be. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it could be, couldn't it? I mean, that's the thing. You, you, you've, you've got to make your own mind up about it while watching the film. And that's that's where it's clever, I think. You know, it mm-hmm. could all just be in our head, couldn't it? I mean, I mean it's, not, it's not portrayed as that. There's nothing in the film that 
nudges you towards that. No. It just depends like how deep you want to think yeah. about it. And I was uh-huh. watching it thinking, yeah, this reminds us a bit of American Psycho, actually. Like the comedy, mm-hmm. it's gory. Yeah. The yeah. killings are kind of unexpected and out of place. And mm-hmm. you know, there's no police like chasing her or anything like that. Like she's just going about yeah. her normal life. So maybe there's only one ahead. time, there's only one time in the film where um which is a very funny scene where um, there's a she goes to kill her. A girl who's in uh, Game of Thrones, actually, uh, Gemma Whelan, that this is called, and it's, it's an excellent scene. She says, oh, "I've run, I've run the uh, the police and things." And you, after she kills her, you hear like a bang at the door and sirens and things, but you don't actually see any police. There's, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, like sign of her. And then as as uh, Alice Lowe sort of walking away, she's kind of looking around and like, "Where's the police?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what yeah. she's sort of, you know, in her face. You, you, she's sort of thinking, or you think she's thinking. But yeah, they, I mean, through the rest of them, there's no police, is there? But I, I just like watching it, and I, I, I didn't really think, oh, where's the police? Oh, no, I'm, not, thought, I'm not saying I'm it's a flaw. This. I'm not it, saying it's a flaw in the no, film. No, definitely it's not. obviously on purpose. Uh, yeah. But I think oh, yeah, I think it would, it would be jarring, I think, if the, the police turned up and there was some kind of investigation and yeah. it, it would ruin the... I just read a review, actually, that said, like, would a... Would a police investigation and uh, scenes of her trying to get rid of the evidence like add anything? Like you know, you've it seen wouldn't. it a million times. So yeah. would it really? Is it necessary to like take this story on? And no, it's right. It's not. And that's mm. again. Yeah, I know. I kind of joke. That's, about that's it the week. genius of the writing, it's a, isn't it? It's a very compact. That's why film. she's left it out. Yeah, but that that's that's the genius of the the writing. Really, she's left that out on purpose, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she of must course. Have, she must have thought of. Oh, shall I put this in? You know, shall I put like the police investigating in? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, it yeah I would have it, thought so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I loved it. We're not going. To, we won't spoil it because I would imagine quite a few people won't have seen it. Should we talk about how good Alice Law is though? Because she's yes. amazing. She's absolutely brilliant, isn't she? In, in general, one. I think she's great, and I think in this she's superb. And what we haven't said was, yeah. she's actually eight months pregnant when this has been filmed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she is, which is it's just amazing. But I mean, and she's the director, she's the writer, she's starring in it. Yeah, yeah, like the film it in like eleven days or something like that. It's just amazing. So she I mean, gave us. She's absolutely brilliant. She uh, gives birth, and then the final scenes where she has the baby in the film is actually her baby as well. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. And apparently, like when she's editing it and stuff she's like nursing the baby and stuff like that i mean uh-huh. more power to her like just great like what a mm-hmm. what a force of nature like superb like so talented funny yeah like brilliant you know well, she like, is. I, I think that's true i think she, she's a force of nature and she's a force of nature in the film as well because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's people like uh you know People looking at the film or, or picking up the, the DVD cover or whatever and thinking, well, a pregnant woman going to murder spree. That's 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 not gonna happen. I can't believe that. But they'll, <laughs> they'll believe like Freddy Krueger running around with knives on his fingers, <laughs> jumping into people's dreams and stuff, won't they? So I mean that I just think a performance all the way through the film, she's sort of teetering on sometimes she's like coy and sometimes she's like really nice and stuff like that. Again, like people's preconceptions of, of what people should be like when they're, mm. they're pregnant. And then our face will just suddenly flip and mm. change. 
and, and she could be like really menacing. I, 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 th- I thought our performance was absolutely class. Yeah, and it it's amazing. again, it's like quite understated, but it, it's all in there. And there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of people. Um, the dialogue that is in there is all absolutely necessary, and it's all like has a, you know, it's either funny or it's telling, or it tells you yeah. something about what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best relationships in it, I think, is with the midwife. Um, and that kind of tells you it's weird because she seems to like go to the midwife for a bit of reassurance and yeah. like to try and see whether it's all really real what's going on but the midwife like annoys mm. her so much and again having been in these kind of uh, appointments with Jane just this and obviously in the in the film it has like a double meaning where the midwife's going, you know, well, she's going, I, I just don't know, like, if I've, I feel like shit or whatever, and I don't know if I'm a bit scared of the baby. And she's going, well, you know, got to listen to what the baby wants yeah. you to do. Baby knows best and all of that stuff. And it is uh-huh. just these lines that people trot out. And you go, don't really take into account, like, what people really are feeling. Because uh-huh. the standard response is, well, you know, the baby will tell you what to do. You know, your body will do yeah, what it needs to do. That's what you're told, isn't it? And in the, the context of this, the take over you. <laughs> yeah. I, now, so I, funny. I do like those those scenes because obviously I went with my wife as well to, to those things as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those bits with the midwife are, are very sort of odd. They're funny initially, but then as it goes towards the end and, and as the midwife sees like a little bit of frailty in her, suddenly she starts like mentioning social services and stuff. Yeah. And like, that's like another external sort of, you know, thing that's going to put pressure on and things just came out of nowhere. It was like, Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, was quite, that was quite shocking. I thought when she said that. Yeah. The, the thing is in this film, she's got nobody has she? she there's yeah. no parents. No, there's no I mean, obviously family I, or friends. You yeah. don't see any, which is again, uh-huh. I think another facet of being pregnant where, like you said, who knows, how can anybody know what you're going through at any particular time? Yeah. You'll have other, you'll have friends who have been pregnant and who are mm-hmm. mums. You'll have your mum and, you know, you have in-laws and stuff like that telling you their experiences. But like you say, just how on earth can they know how you feel or, or in, they just all tell you like what their experiences were and why yeah. it's okay and what you should do. Uh-huh. Like, and what I think what you get is nobody really listens to what you say. And again, I uh-huh. thought that was a little bit American psychoness, like, you know, where he says, I'm into murders and executions. And they go like, what, yeah. sorry? And he's like, yeah, I'm into like mergers and acquisitions. And it's that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. you know, he's almost trying to confess to all these things all the way through. And I think she's a little bit mm-hmm. like this with the midwife um, yeah. but in a slightly different way, but it's just fallen on deaf ears. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, Joe Hartley, who plays the midwife, is fantastic. Absolutely super. Yeah, she's amazing. She's, she's really good. I, th- I think, you know, all the actors and all the... Because there's a lot of comedians. Or, it's, yeah, you know, well, the first who, person who you see is uh, Dan Renton Skinner, is. isn't it? Angela Septimu. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely Vic and Bob bit, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's loads of brilliant people in it. Um, all the acting and stuff's amazing. I think the way it looks... Is amazing right. as well. I mean, the way at the end, we'll not talk about the, we'll not talk about like the end of the film or anything. But there's a part at the end with, with like makeup and stuff, which is just blew me mind. It was amazing the way it sounds and stuff. I mean, the soundtrack is is unbelievable too. But just just to get back on like what I was asking the wife, what 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 does it feel like to sort of be 
be pregnant and, and things like that. I can't remember what it, it felt like and things. And do you feel like you're being like taken over? Do you feel like this some kind of, you know, because I remember her saying it was, oh, it feels like there's an alien in us or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Jane was saying the same kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like uh, people always talk about like cravings and things, don't they? Like, you know, mm-hmm. or my wife went downstairs and in the middle of the night she fancied this or whatever. But they were talking about the opposite. They were talking about things that they suddenly didn't like. Mm, Jane had the same. You know, I'll tell you after. Yeah. They were talking about uh-huh, stuff, like normal stuff that uh, the wife, I remember, would, would always used to get a curry on a, or still do, get a curry on a Friday or whatever. And she suddenly hated the chips. I mean, <laughs> just out of nowhere, suddenly hated the chips. So it's almost like a, like a personality change, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant horror film, but it also it, it, it also has these elements where you, you your mind wanders off and it goes into different directions and you're thinking, shit, do, do people really talk to pregnant women that way? That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I can remember it happening, like, in, you know, and even in the aftermath when you've had the baby. That's yeah. why that job interview scene is so, like, pertinent. I mean, I'm sure yeah. every woman watching it will be like, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, my, <laughs> and it's, my and wife... it's also that thing of the worst perpetrators are, like, the women who kind of yeah. talk down well, to you because it's a, I'm a woman who's well I haven't had a baby like like uh-huh. that's why I'm in well, that's why I've got a head like if you want to ruin your career by having a baby then you go and <laughs> yeah, do that and like it's, it's almost like kind of it's wrong but expected that men will behave like that but I think it's when other women behave like that is yeah. when it's worse which I mean, is why I think that scene was like so resonant uh-huh. well like I say I, I, I watched it the first time by myself and then I says to the wife, oh, you've got to watch this. You've got to watch this. I yeah. told her about it. And then I, you know, asked her what it was like being pregnant and stuff like that. And uh, and, and she told us to say that she thinks Alice Lowe is amazing and that all the people who she killed deserved it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I thought the performance and everything about this film was so good. I, I'll, I'll dig out all of Alice Lowe's stuff. I watched, I started watching yesterday, even though I'd seen, like, Parts of it before when we were, me and you were teenagers, Gotham Rengi's Darkness. Yeah. I watched all that yesterday, so and she's that. brilliant in that. Yeah, she's yeah. brilliant in that. Um, so I'll be digging well, this. She's, that she's got out. a film that's been picked up, like a film called Time Stalker, that's meant to be mm-hmm. getting made in America, um, which sounds good. It's basically about mm-hmm. a woman, like a Groundhog Day kind of thing, a woman who falls in love with somebody and then dies. And then gets yeah. reincarnated and falls in love with somebody, and then dies, and then does it again. But it's set in uh, different eras, so it's going to be like not just like Groundhog Day, like the same day over and over again. Like she's being reincarnated and yeah. find, trying to find somebody to love, but it's like uh-huh. it's like in the eighteen fifties Scottish Highlands, and then the next time it's nineteen seventies yeah. New York or whatever. Uh, so that sounds quite. Interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's not many times you you sit much, especially a, a relatively recent film because I've, I've spoke before about you know what I think of like you know I've tried to watch five films recently and switched them off after yeah. half an hour. This is a, a relatively recent film, and it was it's something like brand new. It was a brilliant original idea done in such a short space of time, um, and I'm, I'm, it's not many times I think well I'm going to watch everything that she's done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. think that's how good it was. Yeah, it's superb. Um, really good. We'll come back to it in a little bit before we go. 
But um, for now, I've got a quiz for you. Ooh, goody. It is. What's it about? What's it about? Cliff? It's about quirky news. We've done a quirky similar news. one. Yeah. A couple oh, of yes. times. Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. about quirky news headlines. What I want you to do is fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Get the blank. Get the blank. Get the blank. Do I get a checkbook and pen? No, but I'm going to uh, thrust a very long implement at you with a little ball on the end. Um, <laughs> uh, so here we go. Number one. Mm-hmm. Cat trapped in tree for over a week, rescued and given blank. What would it be given? Who that's, knows? That's what I'm asking you. That, that is the that is the question, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Cliff? That 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 is what what you're asking. Uh-huh. Tripod. It was not a tripod. It was pizza. Oh. Why was it given pizza? I have not. And why I'll, not a tripod? I'll tell you now. Um, I haven't read any more into these stories at all. Just know the headlines. <laughs> why would it even need a tripod? Quite a why photographer, that's why. Um, Could be. Number two. Venomous snake found curled up and inside a teenager's blank. Ass. It's got to be ass. <laughs> it is not the ass. It oh. is quite simply asthma inhaler. <laughs> so you got the ass bit right, but yeah. Well, I think that should give us uh, give us points. Yeah, you. I mean, how, how how is it getting in the asthma inhaler? I don't know. What was how, how's that happened? It's a tiny snake. Snake venomous, but tiny. It's far more. It's far more likely to get in your ass, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Sadly, I think about that every time I have a shit. What uh, the? What about the rats? That's the one I remember about the I rats. I think it's the rats coming up the toilet. Isn't the it? rats come up the drains. It's far more likely than a snake. Not in this part of the world. <laughs> do, do snakes come out there? Yes, it was in, in your part of the world. Do they quite... come out of anuses mostly for you? <laughs> oh, like the, the worms. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tapeworm. Right, okay. Massive blank fight. Breaks out in Scottish Park. It's definitely a massive it? wank fight, isn't it? Well, you know, you're close. Um, it, the answer yeah, is... They're like throwing the cape on that, don't they? They're like all that stuff, <laughs> the Scots, don't they? The answer definitely is, massive wank fight. It's not wank. It is tit. Massive tit fight. Oh, well, how close? In Scottish Park. <laughs> What's a tit fight? I think it's the referring to the birds, I think. Oh, them. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and a massive. I, I, I thought the the titted birds were rather rare these days, aren't they? Well, feisty, apparently. Because like, if 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 the wife sees one in in the garden, she goes, "Brett, Brett, come and have a look at this." She's always shouting as if she sees a tit in the in the garden. <laughs> Do you get tits in Dubai? Yeah, loads of them. <laughs> That's normally you playing football in a club. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Russian woman marries her blank. Draft excluder. Very close. It's briefcase. (laughs) Marry the briefcase. I don't know. Is it Samsonite? (laughs) (laughs) Number five. Cabin crew in China 
advised to wear blank. Mm -hmm. Explode. <laughs> huh? Cabin, Cabin crew in China. Cabin crew in explode. China are advised to wear what? Oh, oh I didn't uh, hear the last bit. Advised to wear X-ray specs. No, I do know this story. Actually, this is a COVID story. What are they advised to wear in these COVID times? Yeah, a visor. Encouraged to wear visors. <laughs> um, no, it's nappies so they don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Motorbike helmets. Nappies. <laughs> Something to go to the bathroom. Nappies. <laughs> nappies. Is that the answer? <laughs> That's the answer. Why? <laughs> So, so they've got to shit themselves, why? Because uh -huh, it's more hygienic than uh, going to have a shit and wash your hands, apparently. Hang on. Shitting yourself is more hygienic than just going to the toilet as normal. Maybe we've stumbled across why China was the birthplace of this <laughs> virus. <laughs> I think I think we have. They've got funny ideas about <laughs> what's they, clean. You know, the, we, we once, in, in French, this is the only thing I can remember from French. There was a, um, a picture in one of the French books of Chinese people sitting on very small pots getting washed. <laughs> that, that's the only thing I can remember from French. Why is it why, why sit on a very French, small pot? Why are the Chinese I, I people in know. the French book? I don't know. It was very confusing. But they, they, were, they weren't even in a bath. They were just sitting on very small porcelain pots. Okay, well. And well, love that in, in soap. I think you're I mean, trying I, to detract. Is this a dream? From your nil pois. In that quiz. <laughs> um, it's true. It's right? True. So we're going to go back to the music, uh, yes. which actually is a bit of a return to the film. So I'm quite excited about this. Um, mm -hmm. The music in Prevenge was done by a band called Toy Drum, who are a duo based in Brighton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pablo Clements and, and James, James Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, yes. they're called Toy Drum. Um, and... Yeah, they did the music for this and the music for the film is, I love it. And it doesn't, the music comes on, I think it's after she's done the first, the first killing. It's quite, yeah. and when it comes on, you're like, you're into the film. And the music yeah. is very much reminiscent for me of like these 70s Italian Dario Argento kind of horrors. Um yeah, great completely. Definitely uh, a gentle stuff. And it comes on and it just like gets you immediately. You're like, oh mm -hmm. shit, this is a horror then. All right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it it also helps with like the atmosphere and the mood of the whole thing. But the little, like we said, there's always like these little connections. They also did an album under the guys Evangelist with mm -hmm. um, a singer called Gavin Clark, who's he died actually. In fact, I think he died before that album came out. Um, uh -huh. He was a troubled chap. Um, now that guy, uh, so here you go, Joe Hartley, who's the midwife in the film, plays uh -huh. the mom of Thomas Turgus in This Is England. Gavin Clark of a band called Sunhouse Songs, soundtrack, mm -hmm. Shane Meadows' first feature film, 24-7, which is the black and white boxing one with Bob Hoskins in. On This Is England, the film, at the end of it, there's a cover of uh, Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want by the mm -hmm. Smiths. And that's him, Gavin Clark. Right. Toy Drum uh -huh. did the music, the soundtrack for This Is England 90. And then they mm -hmm. made this album together called Evangelist. 
So that's where all those little links come in. Good little links, isn't it? Um, Good little links. And yeah. And so, I, well, I, I must say is, is yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Quick, right, but uh, what we, we sort of watched the film and things and we, we talked to each other and said, you know, the film was, was amazing. But yeah, wasn't the soundtrack absolutely amazing as well? Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be good if we kind of, you know, got in contact with the band and see if they'd be, they'd be, yeah. and obviously we just all, well, that's just, that'll not happen, will it? But we'll give it a <laughs> shot anyway. Yeah. But they couldn't have been nicer. I mean, I, we're talking to uh, James and stuff, and he, yeah. he, what a lovely guy. They couldn't have been, couldn't have been more nicer. So I no, no, say great. thank you to them for, for being Yeah, on. absolutely. So yeah, they, they said yes. But we are, we are going to play now Biological Clockwork, brackets the train, which I think mm-hmm. is that first bit of music yes. that comes on in the film, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's sets true. Yeah, scene. I think that's true. Really sets it the It does scene. indeed. And it's amazing. I mean, I've listened, I've listened to all the stuff that they sent where it's all absolutely classic and, and stuff. That uh, Anyone wants to listen to them, they can, they're on Bandcamp and you, you can buy the stuff there. And I, I would mm-hmm. definitely advise you to do it. I mean, we've got a lot of... Uh, musicians who listen to the podcast and stuff they'd be uh they'd be right into the stuff i think wouldn't they <laughs> so yeah cheers listen everyone you can subscribe and like us and, rate us and all of that kind of stuff thank you very much goodbye brett this is toy drum with biological bye. clockwork from the film revenge bye bye it's okay i'm here Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.